Hi there, good morning. It's been quite some time. I know we haven't done any recording. Uh, so today we're making something very interesting. As the year comes to an end, we're trying to do a wrap up here at the trading room, trying to make you guys know um, on what you really want. How do you classify your portfolio? How do you ensure that you make things work for you in the coming year? I know the year has been a bit of a challenge. Um, we sold stock earlier in the year because we thought the uh, the bear run was going to come all the way to the end of the year and then all of a sudden from the third quarter we saw a rise in most of the stocks that are listed on the nairobi securities exchange so what is it that makes you um an investor say in the stocks so stocks are basically classified um into various segments in this is something personal you can do um, but just know the market classifies stock the first thing is um is that they're classified based on maybe the stock classes if you see on the nairobi securities exchange price list which we share daily uh, you'd always see that uh, stocks are classified into automotive into technology stocks into agricultural stocks so all of this so you as an individual whenever you're making in your portfolio how do you come um, how do you base stocks uh, that are already classified on, on their classes what you do um, and this is what I would really advise is that uh, when you're exposing your portfolio try and minimize overexposure of your portfolio to one certain uh, stock class for instance um, it would be very challenging if you buy a stock like Kakuzi um, and at the same time buy Williamson T and at the same time buy EGADS and also at the same time uh, buy something like um, I'd say maybe uh, Capturity. So why is this? I think the main thing that comes onto this first is that when you overexpose your portfolio to a certain stock, uh, to a certain stock class, then if in any case that there comes an event where it affects because you see when let's say for instance in agricultural stocks if you have your stocks um, if you have their natural calamity say for instance drought comes and affects the entire agricultural industry then most likely your portfolio is going to take a big hit the same way if you overexpose your portfolio to banking stocks say you have kcb equity Barclays, and that's what you have probably by overexposure technically means having at least um 70 percent but on our market i would rather put it to maybe 65 percent of your of your portfolio on a certain stock it gives your portfolio um say sort of like certain exposure to which for instance if those who are holding the stocks before the the law and rates capping um came in through if you had banking stocks in your whole portfolio or say up to 60% in your portfolio, um, you notice that immediately that law was affected, your portfolio might have gotten quite a hit, uh, bringing it down by about 30%. Nobody wants to lose even 10% of their portfolio. Uh, so losing 30% is most likely going to be something that I would really, really think that would hurt your portfolio. Second, stocks are classified uh, based on market capitalization. So they're large, large cap counters, mid cap counters, and small cap counters. Small cap counters are usually referred to as penny stocks because they have the smallest value 
in the securities market. The large cap counters are counters like Safaricom, um, Equity, BAT. These are stocks that have at least, according to the Nairobi Securities Exchange, they're supposed to have at least 50 billion in terms of market capitalization. Uh, the mid cap counters, these are companies that they're well recognized in the market. They have high potential growth, uh, also sort of like some, at least a promising stability. Uh, and they have a track record of steady growth and very similar to blue chip or large cap counters in size. Uh, the small cap counters, these are generally the penny stocks. The stocks like um, an example of a penny stock would be uh, maybe Olympia Capital. The, the market capitalization is small and the price of the counter. Technically, what, how, do, how, does, um, how, do, how do we know the market capitalization of a stock? If a stock issues, if a company issues, say, um, 1 million shares and then the company uh, prices each share at 2 shillings, then we know that the market capitalization is 2 shillings by uh, by a million which is two million so often you find the prices that companies might list might be higher or lower uh, because for instance safaricom issued shares but then at a lower price in 2008 now it's trading higher safaricom has about uh, 40 to 45 percent of the total market capitalization of the nac um, also another thing is um, you, you can also check on um, on, on hybrid stocks uh, these are stocks that usually would move against certain counters. Uh, they, they would range higher and come in lower. Um, an example is um, hybrid stock on what I would classify as a hybrid stock um, would be like, say for instance, EABL. So this, are, this is something that you're going to look at next year as you start on investing again. So how do you invest? Um, you can decide and say, you're going to invest because of three reasons you're going to invest because of growth because of income um, or also maybe because of the long term uh, which is still growth so growth stocks um, they don't they might not pay a higher dividend but the potential that comes with them is a bit high so most of these growth stocks um, the value for the shares, for instance, Safaricom, buying Safaricom at five shillings when it was listed, um, say very few people would have thought that this company would have probably moved to a high of maybe about 30 in some time, but it really got to 30. And I think this is something that, because um, Safaricom, first of all, they started paying dividends at a very low price. Um, and for the first time this year, we saw them give out a special dividend. Uh, so another thing that you can come out in investing is for the income stocks. Uh, for income, this comes on relation uh, to the prices of the share. Uh, technically, higher dividend translates to higher income. So uh, always before you invest, check on the income of that stock. Is it going to give you the dividend yield that you as an investor uh, would desire? Okay, so now that we've looked on those, uh, maybe the other thing that we're going to look at, very brief, very short, 
is maybe the valuation of stocks how do you value a stock as an investor so the first thing is that for you to um, value a stock you need to know few things you need to know the trend of that counter you need to know the fundamentals and so the fundamentals of a stock um, as much as most people really think the fundamental is related uh, to the price it's the fundamentals that really affects the price um, so generally what I would tell you as an investor is that when you're investing you need to check on fundamentals and what is it that we look for um, say when 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 somebody's checking for the fundamentals um, of a company I think first thing is that you're supposed to check on um, maybe like everything that revolves around that company from management the financial statement the stability the future of that company um, management most often in the kenyan context the fundamental aspect of a company has often been affected by the management of that firm a company might have very strong fundamentals um, for instance um, kenya power as a company has very strong fundamentals and it's a company that we all know the projections would really be interesting uh, this is a company that, um, that 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 would make a lot in investments but then why is it that the company is not making um, why is it that the fundamentals of the company is low it's because the company itself has weak management so stock fundamentals this really involves data uh, this is besides the trading pattern and this can the fundamentals of a company are what can hit on the price most so during such moments probably you've heard of terms like overvalued shares undervalued so whenever you're looking on an overvalued stock this again implies on the fundamentals Generally, um, overvalued stocks are shares with prices that exceed the intrinsic value. Uh, this means that the stock probably you know that the valuation of a company, as per the dividend they pay, as per the fundamentals, uh, is probably to be trading at about um, let's say five shillings, and then you see the stock is trading at ten shillings. You would know that that stock is overvalued. Uh, also, on the other side of uh, overvaluation of shares. Uh, undervalued shares come in into play when you find that there's a stock uh, for instance um, let me also give an, an example of Olympia I'm not saying it's undervalued but I'm saying I'm just giving an example a stock is supposed to be trading at four shillings and then it's trading at two shillings uh, it's undervalued so most often you find value investors would try to pick on undervalued stock so that when the stock correction when market correction comes in um, and hits on that stock you're going to find out that um, you, you'll see the portfolio rise probably double um, let me give another example earlier this year equity bank was trading at about um, 37 and a lot of um, market participants indicated that the stock was undervalued now equity bank is trading at about 50 shillings so you know value investors would have moved into equity during that period and they would have bought in uh, most often undervaluation doesn't come in short term undervaluation takes a lot of time investors who bought safari when it was trading at 
three shillings when it dropped from the IPO price and went back all the way down to three shillings. Most of them were value investors and they held on that stock and the stock has moved up close to um, close to 500%. And that is something that you're definitely going to look into. So most often value investors look on the risk um, of a stock. So the risk of a stock might be classified on maybe the beta stock or the blue chip stock. So uh, the beta of a stock uh, generally is the price volatility of the stock. So this can be positive or negative. Um, and this is just generally if you check on a stock, often if you can calculate a beta, I will try and give out a video soon starting next year. Um, that would explain how to get the volatility of a stock. If the beta value is more than one, it means the stock is highly volatile. Um, and also if, if it's lower than one, generally it's a stable counter. Uh, so blue chip stocks is also another way of knowing if your risk is high. Uh, often blue chip stocks are seen as they have low liabilities and stable earnings, and also they pay regular dividend. Um, counter like probably Safaricom, KCB, Equity, the big five, are usually considered as blue chip counters. Um, they are most often they are large and well reorganized companies, and they have a long history of of sound financial performance. And so most often investors who do not uh, uh, check on a possibility of maybe those investors who don't want to keep on to watching the market daily, um, most of them would try and buy into blue chip counters because they know the investment is secure. Uh, so a final thing that you're supposed to look onto when you're investing, uh, you're supposed to know whether you're investing as um, on a defensive stock or a cyclical stock. So a defensive stock might be unfazed by economic conditions. Um, and so regardless of, 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 of the, econ the prevailing economic conditions, defensive stocks are always going to make you money. For instance, um, if we have um, a breakdown in the economy today, you will see, unless, unless it's, it, it hits on the financial sector, people will still bank, people will still need to use money. So you can use the banking stocks as a defensive portfolio, also as a fundamental investments and also as a growth stocks, also for dividend. So which position are you going to take? Uh, and then there are other companies that you might consider that the price movements generally go through the same cycle year in, year out. Um, for instance, we know almost all companies listed in the NSE have um, a cyclical future. Uh, feature sorry where you'd find that every year um, you know that during the book's closure of that stock you'll see the price move higher and then after book's closure it comes down generally the book's closure effect is one of the things and then also we see other companies like Samia Africa that every year between November the price would go high and then later on um, probably by around February, the price goes down again, another time to buy. So I think these are basic things that we should know as we start on our portfolio every year. Something that would be interesting, I believe, for you as an investor. Um, and so let's see how the next year comes. Um, it's been a wonderful year. Uh, and thanks so much for being an avid listener to The Trading Room. 
um and wish you guys happy new year